166 of the Corridor Cast. No Today, slide whistle on that. Yeah, no, I think no. it was a slide whistle and it was everybody else. I think this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That's what we learned. Marty told us to lose the slide whistle. Okay, so we well, yeah, can we contextualize yeah. that? Let's that's contextualize that. Guys, today we are talking about something that's very exciting to all of us. The Halo short. If you guys haven't seen it by now, hop on over to the crew channel, check it out. It's fantastic. These guys put together an awesome trailer for it. And we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of it. Everything that happened since. Always, uh, everything always that's with, the with you, huh? With you, yeah, I got that you, meat huh? man on the mind, huh? baby. Oh, what can Lord. I say? You know oh. what I mean? I am a meat man. Okay. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously the response has been like tremendous. Seeing it from the outside looking in, it's like super exciting because I've been watching you guys do this for months like under the cover of night putting in your own hours like very much a passion project from the ground up you know i feel like since i've known you fender i've seen you working on like little halo shots yeah yeah i remember when you you know guys first brought it up in the first place and you're like super excited about it and like to think of all the manpower that you guys poured into this thing to produce this trailer and to see it blow up in that way, like everybody wanting to throw their pee-pee at it, you know, <laughs> which, you know, if you're not on the corridor website, that's the producer points. I'm not weird. I am well, weird. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's like really encouraging. I mean, I want to hear your guys thoughts on like the response and, and how that makes you feel after all these these hours and hours and hours and hours that you put in. Yeah, man. I don't know. It, it It's a little different for me. Like Fenner has you've seen Fenner's face a lot. I'm usually the guy shooting Fenner mm -hmm. um, or recording him. So recording me, not shooting. <laughs> me. Yeah, not like, shooting you. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's been absolutely surreal. Like mm. I, I was talking to you like the day after, and I was like, "It's like, you know, I, I grew up watching this channel, and and to not only be in a video, but for the project that we collaborated on, be the substance of that video, it's incredibly humbling. And it, and fortunately, people liked it. Um, yeah. And and that's even more meaningful. Um, but even outside of that, just to be able to share something that we made is, is just super special. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really cool for me. Halo is very near and dear to my heart and always been something I wanted to do. I was texting my buddy this week because we uh, back in like, I don't know, grade eight or something in high school. We're like, we should make a Halo movie. <laughs> and we he had an old Jeep and we uh, tried to turn it into a warthog, which I found an old photo of that Dean used in the video. Yeah. That was so cool. And I was texting him. I was like, dude, check this out. He's like, holy shit, you did it. <laughs> how, how, how far into the Jeep did you get? We basically stripped the whole thing and like repainted the whole like chassis. And then we were just kind of like, oh, we're 
we barely have our driver's licenses. <laughs> like, it's the rule is it's not a real warthog until you flip it and reflip it. Yeah. That's when yeah. it's a warthog. Yeah. No, this was his. It was his dad's old rally jeep. So that thing had been flipped so many oh, times. So like, cool. yeah. It had one like, of the Halo games just come out or something? Halo Reach Beta was going on oh, at the same time. So we'd work on the jeep during days. the day and then go inside, crush a bucket of KFC, and just play mm. the Halo Reach Beta. And it was <laughs> it was amazing. Good times, man. But That's yeah, awesome. he's he's a big music guy. So I sent him the comment from Marty, and he was like. My God. <laughs> well, yeah. So wait, yeah, explain the context back. there. Yeah. So Martin O'Donnell, one of the original creators of Halo, he was the one that composed, well, with uh, Michael Salvatore. Mm -hmm. Is that the other guy? Mm -hmm. Composed all of the incredible music that Halo is so well known for. Yeah. And he commented on the video and was like a fan, except for the slide whistle and our singing. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, Marty, but hopefully we redeemed ourselves yeah. a yeah. little bit. Marty, yeah. if you're out there, we would love some choir lessons. Yeah. So <laughs> come on down. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty surreal to think like, because again, it's very easy when we're here to forget that other people see the work yeah. that we're doing. And we were passing it to each other like as friends and stuff and going, oh, check this out, check this out. Yeah, it's been super cool. And yeah. like I saw some comments, this person was like, oh, I work at 343, like everyone around the studio absolutely loves this. I saw it randomly today on the Halo subreddit. There was a meme that I saw about us. No it was, way. You know the That's classic so cool. like uh, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps <laughs> yeah. but it's yelling at Paramount and it's That's like Corridor Crew built this in a cave with a box of scraps and I was like wow that's weird that's us yeah like, I mean I, I you know I was a big big Halo fan when it first came out I have a lot of bad takes in my life like a <laughs> lot of bad takes one of them was that the iPad would never be popular uh -oh. I was like who would want a big phone like that's dumb <laughs> to be fair I think people would have agreed with you at the yeah time. i was wrong i also when the xbox originally came out i saw the original halo trailer and i said bust wow. <laughs> and it turned out to be my favorite game oh, so man. you know don't listen to me but i i loved the franchise but i fell off like around halo 4 i think it was or yeah, something I think around a there a lot of people did yeah you know um and then when the halo show came out i felt so like removed from the ip that i never watched it but you guys showed it me some clips Ooh. yeah and i am I'm floored just from what I've seen. I'm, I'm like not interested, not even remotely interested, um, especially when contrasting with some of the other stuff that you've shown me from Halo. Like, uh, who was it that made the, Oh, the Neil Blomkamp. The stuff. Neil Blomkamp. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Like, stuff is the gold no, standard. That stuff. It's like gritty. It's, you feel like you're in it, you know, there's danger and it feels like, I mean, tell me how much of a motivator was that for the tone of what oh, you guys are building here? Big time, man. Me and Jonah had a lot of nights where we'd go home have some whiskey, mm. watch old Halo trailers, yeah. watch different films, and be like, okay, we want to emulate, like, Alien, Aliens, Landfall, and uh, Overlord were yeah. kind of our main inspirations. Yeah. So, Overlords was, like, when we had we were first talking about the project, I was like, I kind of think this is a really good reference, and you had never seen it, and we yeah. watched it, and you're like, Yep, that, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, like, have you guys seen the movie? It's a bad robot productions one. I've done. Uh, no, I'm is not it the it. like World War One? World War Two. No, World Nazi War zombies. The it's movie. Nazi oh, zombies. Oh, whoa, what the heck? It's so good. Totally flew under the radar. I feel like no one talks about this movie. It's got Wyatt uh, Wyatt Russell. Russell. Yeah, and it's like the Nazi zombie movie we always wanted, and just <laughs> no one really talks about it. And it's got amazing like body horror in it, and it's got like really awesome battle stuff. Yeah, um, and it's all about like a small team going into like a an abandoned yeah place, it does so. the yeah. like ragtag squad going into a base thing very well which is kind of the whole you know breadth of the story that we're trying to tell mm -hmm. so, very yeah. character driven which is cool 
Yeah. And when it comes to actually like telling the story as big of a script as you have, like one of the things that you leaned on a lot, Fenner, is uh, obviously the the assets available in the Blender community, which like as a Houdini artist, I'm very jealous of. Yeah. It's that, so cool. That was the biggest like aha moment for me was it was as we were working on Stormtroopers, I was like, oh, someone's just set. Because originally we were, like found that weird Russian website that had all the yeah. assets. It's like, super yeah. well, so sketchy. Website. And then I found a Discord that like had them all set up in Blender already. And I was like, that's sick. Yeah. And then I found that for Halo and I was like, <sighs> Oh my god! And yeah. that's the uh, the Halo archive. And those guys commented on the videos. Yeah, they're so pumped. They were uh, like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like, um, and so that that was the moment. Like, it was kind of like the same month of Stormtroopers that we did that. That I was like, "Ah, oh, I want to do the Halo thing. Mm -hmm. Look at all this stuff!" Like, I was, so that's when it started. And then I did like a super rough script, and then showed that to Jonah, and Jonah was like, "This is sick." And then we kind of just ended up writing it together. And Jonah really took the ball and just was like, mm -hmm. started sprinting. And then I was like, damn, we should make this thing. So yeah. It was really for, cool. For people who don't know Jonah, what was your role in this? Like, I would say, like, Fenner had this, like, raw, really raw idea. And yeah, I don't want to, like, reveal exactly what that idea was because it informs some of the mystery of what we don't want to talk about. But my role really was taking that right, like really writing it out mm -hmm. the, for the first time. And I was like, all right, so you sent me like a notes app. Yeah. Uh, a list <laughs> of things that you wanted to see. And I, I think the first version was like, it was almost, it was like 19 pages. Yeah. Maybe more. <laughs> That's right. It was a chest. Yeah. It was man. like, and we had like five people. No, I think more. it was six. I think six there were six people. characters. Oh, wow. And then um, we ended up, we, we took that through. You like, you wrote it, showed yeah. it to Sam and Nico. And then they were like, cut this thing in half <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, is a great yeah. note uh -huh. honestly um yeah and it kept evolving so my role has really been we met with sam and nico a bunch of times and taking those notes and feedback and then iterating and you know fenner and i'll sit down and just talk through stuff we would record we like recorded versions of it on our phones uh just as voice and we would listen to them and then keep turning and you know at this point i want to say we're on version 14 mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. of the script and it's 14 pages i think yeah lucky um, oh wait you got a it's a, a 14 pages yeah. still yeah yeah it's oh, still wow. 14 pages which means i think at the end of the day it'll probably be 10 minutes okay um, nice yeah i i'm as a writer a bit uh descriptiony and i'm aware of that mm -hmm. um, i think i think for a piece like this though it's appropriate because we are we can't we don't have the luxury of filming them so yeah. you have to be descriptive in mm. the actual script to be like this is what it looks like because yeah. you can't go location scout and then be like that doesn't inform what you're shooting the yeah. script is what's informing what we're creating mm, so that's actually a really yeah. good point point. and yeah from the beginning like that's what really interested me with working uh in this style of project which I've, i haven't done before is you know i i've made lots of projects in the past where i'm out and i'm going and i'm filming and working with actors and you know that is the form of filmmaking that comes naturally to me and in the past i i think i have used the act of filming as a crutch to avoid uh, getting really, really nitty gritty into how we're going to shoot it. I'll be like, oh, we'll go. I know that we're going to get some wide, some tights. It's going to be great. And then because I come from editing, I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. I, I got this. Don't even worry about it, um, which is lazy. And like, <laughs> that's like an amateur way to go about doing it. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this project is, you know, we aren't even using handles. Like, I tell Fenner the seconds mm -hmm. of the shot. There's handles there shouldn't be and it's my fault that i keep giving you more but i know you're we've gotten into a scenario where there's no handles and i'll just slow it down to like 
80 percent because i need some frames <laughs> look but, as, as vfx artists friend and i we've we've suffered enough to always yeah. include handles no matter what <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> always but have handles <laughs> what, what that's forcing me to do is like really and that's been the second part of my role is just being so so specific and boarding out these very specific scenes with reference imagery to lines and then doing radio edits and getting those working with the images we provided and then providing what I can to Fenner and then begging his forgiveness when mm. I don't give him exactly what he needs. Um, and that's been really exciting because it's, it's forcing me, it's like another film school because mm -hmm. I can't think about coverage. I can only, it's like when we had Pesci on the podcast, who's like coverage is for suckers. And I was like, fucking right. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's been the latter half of this project. Mm. Well, it's like, I mean, you guys are basically making an animated, I mean, you are making an animated film. Yeah. So it's like, it's, um, it's a different, it is a different style of filmmaking. Like you're not capturing real moments. You're, you're doing, you're, you're basically putting your vision directly on the screen. And I think like on a larger scale, I feel like everybody at Corridor is like in that headspace of like, we're just animators working with like real people almost sometimes, you know what I mean? Um, like we're doing this anime video and it's the same thing where it's like every shot is perfectly planned out beforehand and, you know, with compositing and everything, it's like tweaking things afterwards. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. That's the headspace. I like, I like being in a, being like, this is exactly mm -hmm. what I want. And, uh, you know, Nico, Nico kind of sometimes will say like, yeah, actors are like, they're like puppets for your, you know, your vision. And, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's crazy that you guys have like committed to just making a straight up animated mm -hmm. film. Yeah. It's a, in your free time. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah literally yes. free time we have. It's, Gosh. it was a, it was a blessing to get that like two weeks to be like, all right, like rock out a trailer for this. And Jonah basically went home that night and I was like, just chilling. And then like two hours later, he's like, come into my room <laughs> and he was like check this out and he had like the bones of the trailer like wow. that basically became what it was it's like very similar yeah um which was insane and then it was from there just being like okay let's prioritize finishing these shots because we had like we have a bunch of the film actually done like the whole intro is pretty much complete and a bunch of sequences but this was like the trailer forced us to be like all right let's jump ahead six sequences and just rock out like four shots to that which has been great because it kind of has defined how those sequences will look hmm. forces me to have all the environments set up all the characters that will be in that setup and then now it's a lot more feasible to make this entire thing because it's basically just drop our camera in blender block mm -hmm. out shots do the motion capture so now it's just a matter of doing them but it's feels like very doable now which is nice yeah so and as far as working with actors for this this is obviously different since it is all animated and virtual like typically the actor's headspace it's nice on set to be interacting with other actors and yeah in this case i mean it's jc upstairs mm -hmm. it's brett it's like herman yeah yeah who's in where does he live norway norway <laughs> there's no interaction that guy yeah. yeah there's no interaction with these people and they don't have any visual reference for what's yeah. going on like how how did it how did you work with that well originally we were just for the sake of editing and blocking this thing together we just wanted to radio edit so we just sent the script to the actors and they sent us back just radio edits like blank line reads with zero direction and they nailed it like first try and but obviously it's not conversational so it's mm -hmm. just kind of them reading lines so it's uh 
like that was when we were piecing together the trailer we were kind of like okay we just have to use the best lines that'll kind of fit this scenario but Mm -hmm. they're all out of order like someone will say a line and then the other person reacting but that's not actually how it is in the script so ultimately once we are further along in the production we would love to get everyone in the same room so that it's you're actually Mm -hmm. acting together um but one of the coolest things was um like jc because she's here like she had done her radio edit and we had those lines in the trailer and we were like, I, I don't feel like the tone is correct here because she was reading it with no context. But we'd had the trailer complete at that point. And so we're like, hey, JC, let's go in the podcast room right where we're sitting now. We're going to bring up the trailer on the TV. This is what you're looking at. And we brought up the big shot at the end with the, mm-hmm. the flood. And we gave her a gun. And we gave her a gun. And then we were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was really cool because we actually got to direct her. And then the lines that ended up in the trailer were from that little mo- like VO session that was like, can you just record these three lines? And mm-hmm. it was she just nailed it like mm. because she had the context and the direction. So that's been an awesome learning experience because like, I feel like Herman and Brett, they just had to go in blind, which is what we asked for, for the radio edit. But, and they did amazing with what they gave us as well. So did you give them the full script or did you give them like character notes as well on yeah, who they script. were background stuff? No, we were like, we yeah. just want this to be your interpretation. It was, oh, wow, wow. It was super intentional. Like we, we had talked beforehand because We've we've done it so many times that we mm-hmm. we think we know that we we think we know these characters a and we also think that we know the best way to say the lines mm-hmm. and I, I was when when we were talking we just were like if we give them nothing they're gonna be honest in their interpretation of it mm-hmm. and they're not gonna pander to like what we think it is they're just gonna see what's on the page they read hopefully they read all the parts not just their lines so they know the breadth of the story. Is it good? Is it good if they just read it? Mm-hmm. And um, that the the goal is then now the trailer's done to get them all in one place. Yeah, and, and do a stage play of it. Okay, so you guys are gonna do whole thing again? Yeah, yeah together. Probably, I would say, I really like Herman's some of Herman's lines. They might stay in there, but like, are they gonna do the mocap? I don't think so. Like, yeah. just in terms of like how we can actually coordinate all that, mm-hmm. and yeah. just like because we are working on this in our spare time, it's yeah. like. But it's cool. I've just been kind of doing mocap and mix them up where it fits. And well, stuff. and that's one of the benefits of like, like you were saying with the Star Wars stuff, like so many people do these like uh, clone trooper short films now because it's like you don't have to do faces. Yeah. Right? They're wearing helmets. It's like the perfect thing to do mm-hmm. this for. Yeah. Where because it's like you are you're working with game assets, but it looks like pretty photo real in some shots. Yeah. Because it's all hard surfaces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. Yeah. And we definitely like. I mean, you see in the trailer, there's the one shot of JC through the visor. That was such yeah, a yeah. such a cool thing from the We Are ODST trailer, where you have that depolarization of the lenses, and we're definitely going to play with that in like the emotional moments of the story. We'll have that come through, and that we want to have the actual actors inside the helmets because yeah. it's that shot of JC. You're like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a person in there, cool, and it's. But we still also want to have that little bit of like Mandalorian vibe, where you're like, who are these people under? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you don't necessarily want to reveal the actors until it's. You know, if Mandalorian, same thing as the Halo show, dude, he takes off yeah. the helmet first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you don't care who's under there. Yeah. But Mandalorian, such a big deal when he took yeah, off the helmet. Yeah, there's a mystery to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, we kind of want to do a little bit of that as well. And so it's a challenge. Will, wait, for sure. will they remove their helmets or is that a spoiler? Can we not? I'll, I'll say this. By the end of the film, you will see mul- multiple actors' yeah. faces. Yeah. Will end. you see um, any butts like the Halo <laughs> Master show? Cheeks. Master Cheeks, maybe Master Cheeks make, a, make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, man. So, but I was gonna say that, like, 
you guys had a bunch of like was it cosplayers like uh, there's like an ODST community yeah. who yeah. build like actual costumes who were like you know hit us up so I'm yeah. just saying yeah no you so I I, I real... talked to a few of those people and because there is some shots specifically where I'm like oh man how are we gonna do this like someone's spoiler someone's helmet comes off mm -hmm. how do we do that and I'm like man if we just had practical plate and you just blend that with the CG like we did for JC shot mm -hmm. um. Another huge inspiration is Love, Death, and Robots. I was just about to say the Michael, yeah. B. The Michael Jordan B. Jordan episode, episode where yeah. it's like you have someone lying there still and they're wearing a hard bodysuit. It's pretty mm -hmm. easy to do the comp of just like the head going like this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But hard to have that helmet take off interaction. So I'm like, man, if we have a practical helmet and pull that off and then it's revealed like an actual actor underneath, that's pretty, pretty damn cool. Dude, so, that'd be so rad. Yeah. And that's yeah. so cool because it like sells the rest of the short has like yeah. people are like oh and, my god this is real and yeah. that might be something where we have the actor in the motion capture suit and we pull so that the body is the same it's like mm -hmm, actually right. what we have and you just line up the camera and so yeah. that's i mean that's what they do with iron man like robert yeah. Downey jr was barely wearing that suit pajamas, ever yeah like it is it's a really nice clever way to bridge the gap yeah of cg so, and real yeah and just take you like that final step in the suspension of disbelief yeah which it's is a, nice yeah and that was kind of some of that was informed by like Dean doing the Luke Skywalker deep fake and stuff and doing the helmet on oh, you with and the, the visor, visor yeah. and the chin strap going up and down. Yeah, that turned out so well. Yeah, so it's kind of going to be like a bit like a more refined version of that, having the actual motion capture suit and then ideally a prop helmet because this whole Halo community has been amazing. Be like, mm -hmm. we'll just send you stuff. And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's CG, but okay. It, dude, it honestly feels like because of the Halo show, yeah. you've tapped into like this this hardened resentment like yeah. it's it's almost uh cathartic for people to get this kind of content out of the halo you know well, yeah. ip again it's and yeah. it's more than the halo show it's like like you said you fell off at halo 4 yeah. i think for a lot of people when and this is no shade to 343 but like you know when 343 took over it was like the original creators of the game left microsoft and then it was like they were just kind of figuring out ways to extend the story mm -hmm. even yeah. though like I really feel like Master Chief's story ends at Halo 3. And, yeah. And yeah. so, like, these, all these yeah. games came out and people were like, and then the show is like the, is like the insult. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. What's interesting with all that stuff, like, the minute that you do leave the creator and the source of, like, the original content, you really do lose the heart of the entire piece. And it goes to show how important writing is. Obviously, you see with Game of Thrones, like, when they, when they surpassed the books, like yeah. as it had been yeah. written, they and freestyled it, it, and it fell yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Halo, they freestyled the show and it fell off. Last of Us, guess what? They have, you know, Druckmann, I think his name is Neil yeah. Druckmann. Yeah. He's still on board. He's helping guide it. And it feels like an expanded version yeah, of the that's, game. That's what I've been saying. It's it feels like a director's cut of the yeah. game in the best way possible. Cause it's yeah. like yeah. everything he's maybe been, you know, thinking about and kind of going back to since the game released of like, oh man, could I have done this better? Or mm. now that this is a film, like the biggest thing for me in episode one was Spoiler alert, there's a plane crash instead of a car crash. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's was, got a budget. <laughs> like, yeah. That made me yell. Yeah. Because I've played the games. Oh, I, did, I yeah, loved same. the games. Yeah. And I I literally yelled because I wasn't, I was like, okay, here comes a car crash. And, Whoa! Yeah. And it was yeah, a big the switch because there's still a car crash. But then also they're like, but guess what? There's a plane. And you're like, yeah. ah! it's those little changes that just enhance it. But it's so tethered to yeah. the original heart of the story because the original creator still yeah. attached to it. Which, you know? on you know, in contrast, the creators of the Halo show were like, we've never played the game. We're doing yeah. something different. Yeah. yeah. And it's just. Yeah, imagine if like Last of Us came out and they're like, 
Well, you know, we're kind of doing our own thing with it. Yeah. It, it just kind of misses the point of adapting something mm -hmm. if you're not going to like engage with yeah, the source material. Exactly. Well, that's also yeah. like just speaking on that, like Jonah has never played a Halo game, which is very important Ooh. for this. I played I played the knockoff iPad game. I don't know what it, what? What it was called. There's a knockoff oh, version Wars? of Halo. Hail no. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Hail no. That's Hail all no. I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and But that was actually really important to me because I didn't want to get lost in the fandom of that's being true. like, that oh, is, I could make my cool that, Master Chief thing. And it's like, no, this like has to be something that can appeal to someone that has never watched Halo before. Mm. And that was so validating in the comments on the website and on YouTube, people being like, I've never seen any Halo media or played any games, and this looks really cool. That Sick. was that, that was, was everything to me, because that's what it was for me. That was my experience. Like yeah. When I watched that tra trailer still that we made, like I'm a new fan of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking, like this is exciting. Mm -hmm. you know yeah and when it came to writing it like you were talking about adaptation like we didn't want to step on anything that has already been done in this universe it's like yeah because then we don't want master chief in this i saw someone in the comment being like master chief should save them at the end oh geez no, yeah no. that's yeah, nice to step away well, yeah and that's we're, that's we're doing our own little pocket because that's the other that's the other end of it is like you want and again last of us is a great example it's like you want to be a fan of the thing you want to be like uh, have a love for it but then on the other end if you are way too deep into it you can't see the forest for the trees mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and there's so there's so many fan films like and i i think you guys dodged this really well but there's so many fan films where it's like the whole plot is and i mean honestly a lot of uh like the marvel stuff and the star wars stuff is becoming this the plot just becomes like Here's the thing, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here it is. Oh, there's the thing. Iron yeah, 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 totally. Well, it, well, I'll say like Mandalorian, incredible. I think the weakest parts of that show are when they start to tie in like Boba mm -hmm. Fett. Though they brought in Luke and that was pretty awesome. That stuff's good. It, that like broke through the yeah. like, oh, uh, here, because it's just, it's too powerful. And yeah. everybody <laughs> has a relationship with the Star Wars movies. And yeah. it's like, but yeah, there, there's. But I think Mandalorian is so good because they started off. The foundation of the show is like, we're doing our own thing. Just this like, is in the Star yeah. Wars universe. And that's that that was huge inspiration for us with this. It's like mm -hmm. we wanted to make something that theoretically could fit into the canon because we're not trying to be like, and this is then Master Chief did this and this is during this thing. We're like, this is just kind of yeah. some story that happens mm -hmm. at some random research. It base. has like self-contained stakes. Yeah. 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 And that's that's I think was the flaw of the Halo TV show. They're they're like, we are gonna take the most iconic character, the face of the franchise, and reinvent it and try to tell this story instead of just being like just make a new character yeah, i think the halo show yes. people would like it if it wasn't master chief you think so it's, i'm not so it's sure rated well it's got like seven out of ten on imdb Is but it's right? i think for people that aren't halo fans uh, and it's I, for shows that's kind of a great show I, I, so <laughs> i told you guys this but i sat down <laughs> to torture myself and i watched i think i watched four or five episodes of oh it. well done and i i had a notepad out because i was like i've heard this is the worst thing ever mm -hmm. like i want to like because you know how sometimes you watch something really bad and you get like inspired by it yeah i was like i'm gonna do that with the show and by episode yeah four i was just broken yeah i was it was you were out of ink it's <laughs> not, what was the most egregious part for you um so they like Halo is a very simple adventure story. It's like you got to get the thing to put in the thing and then you win. Yeah. You know, okay. uh, it's a video game. And the, they turned, they took the that universe and tried to like do a Game of Thrones mm -hmm. take on it where it's like factions are 
vying for power. Okay. And so it was it's like the yeah. UNSC and the scientists and the the insurgents and then the 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 kind of the stuff that you really like in Halo which is the the you know I I think of it as like proper noun science fiction where it's like the ark the yeah. covenant it's um all of this cool like ancient aliens stuff with the yeah. um the forerunners like all of that stuff is just put off to the side and it's like here's all these human factions and it's like is Master Chief really a fascist? Like, what is going? And he he has feelings now, which is so crazy because it's like they did that in Halo Two, but it's all in the Covenant. Yeah, and then, like they do the like the Great Schism or whatever, and it's like which, you could have just had that as like the B like B story in the show. Yeah, which like, they've already because they have a character called uh, McKee who is like this uh, woman child who's adopted by the Covenant, and she's like the chosen one kind of, and so is Master Chief. It's really dumb. But uh, she kind of cover t uh, takes up that story territory of like Arbiter in Halo Two, which yeah. is such a beautiful storyline because you have this these parallel stories of Chief and and Arbiter who's like questioning his religion and yeah, um, I don't, yeah I I think they could have done justice to the original Halo story because you know it's not it's not like it's the best written story but yeah. there's some there's like a kernel in there that I think we responded to well, that's, as yeah kids. They, it could have had the last of us treatment yeah where it could have been like you know like the first halo story pretty bare bones yeah but there's like there's a good plot there and then leading into halo 2 is really where they're like all right let's expand this and you get the perspective of the covenant really good mm. yeah. and i'm like man if that got the like full-on last of us treatment where it's like let's just expand this but not reinvent it yeah mm. well and then also you know they were kind of making those games as they went yeah. and scaling it up each time. What if you could start with the end in mind, like a Breaking Bad, like something like that, where you yeah. know where this is going. Mm -hmm. So you start the first season and you can set all those stakes, but like start again, start, start small. It, it sounds crazy to say like a halo ring is small stakes, but in the first game it is kind of like small stakes. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of end of the universe, but it's like a couple characters, you know, on a ring. Yeah. And small stakes is not bad. Like I think we're all a little tired of universe-ending stakes anyway. Yeah, no, I think In everybody Marvel. right now is like dying for like. Remember Spider-Man Two? Like the the stakes. Which are one? Like a, yeah, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Two, or Spider-Man Two? The Sam Raimi, Toby, uh, the Spider real Spider-Man, Toby Maguire, yeah. the real Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but remember, the end of that movie is like, it's like a city block that's in danger. Yeah. You know, it's, but really the stakes are all of the emotional, the emotional stakes, which mm -hmm. is like Peter's girlfriend's there. Yeah. You know, he's had this relationship with Otto and he's gone off the deep end. And, uh, you know, there's no blue laser coming down mm -hmm. from the sky or whatever. Yeah. Is, Same with Andor. How, how will we know? Yeah, yeah that's why I love Andor. Andor's a great example of that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love Daredevil. Like, dude. Daredevil's great. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, it. yeah. it's like, yeah, the Avengers, whatever. I'm just here for Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we do, we, the reality is we just don't, we don't need, we don't need world ending stakes. Yeah. It's nice. And, you know, going back to kind of not staying true to the source material with the Halo show, I, my jaw dropped when I saw Master Chief's face immediately. I was like, Whoa, well, hold on a second. Yeah. So I remember in the game, like the tease of him taking off the helmet and it being obscured, and I was like screaming yeah. as a kid. I was like, Yeah. Have you ever seen the like? video? Somebody uh, broke the camera so they could keep it in the in the ship, and yeah. he takes off his helmet, and it's just his helmet underneath. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's best. Amazing. Goes, and there's another helmet underneath. That is incredible. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But it's, yeah, it's like that that kind of stuff. Like already, that's not my Master Chief. 
Yeah. Immediately. Not my That's not my yeah. master chief. And it's chief. like they had the template right there of the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Like just Exa dude, keep I think they were on. too worried to be uh yeah. you know. It's crazy though cuz it's like they got the original voice actor for Cortana, Jen Taylor. And it's like it just mm -hmm. get Steve Downs to do the master chief. Just keep selling them. Keep selling them. Great. And Cortana in the show Cortana's kind of like a villain a yeah, little bit because uh, she's like spying on Master Chief, which is I don't know. I think it's funny, Mandalorian, not only just because they have a character with a helmet, but like this and Last of Us, same thing. The the wolf and, and cub kind of storyline of like this yeah. person guiding so a, a defen uh, defenseless, you know, yeah. character. It's that's what's Halo is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cortana's like the key to everything, and Chief has to get her somewhere. Yeah, so what we need is Pedro Pascal as Master Chief. Yep, dude. Whoa. Oh, man. Dude, Pedro's that the dude can't miss, man. Nope. Yeah, he's that a dude sweet game, too, because he doesn't have to be in the suit most of the time. Yeah. To get someone else to oh, do you're it. you're so right. So he just is like, gets to be the voice actor. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. But I will say that, you know, the VFX in that show, a lot of them are really cool. In like, Halo? Yeah, from, yeah, from what I've seen. Like, like, dude, the environment work is incredible. so good. Yeah. Like, it's like the effects themselves are yeah. really good. Mm -hmm. The filmmaking approach to the show mm -hmm. is so bland yeah. and boring. It looks like CW. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 100%. like percent really, which and it's jarring because you'll go from like one shot in the show that you're like, damn, like some huge wide mm -hmm. pushing in on a city where like that looks incredible. And then you cut in and then it's like locked off camera in yeah. like a set that's like and then that, we, Cortana pops up and is like, hi. And you're just like, oh I hate to say this is how I that's how I felt about the Lord of the Rings show. Oh, I watched like the first episode, and I was like, "There's mm. like this cool sweeping environment shot, mm. and then they cut into a close-up of a character, and it's just like, I'm just watching actors talk. Yeah, There's no filmmaking going on here. I can kind of see that, although to a lesser degree, certainly. I enjoy Lord of the fan. Rings. Yeah. I'm a Lord of the Rings child at heart. Like that was right. that was my You're a little Hobbit Star inside. Wars. That was I'm a little <laughs> Hobbit on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If like I take off my feet, just covered in hair, like you can't yeah. say Hobbit anymore. It's Harfoot now. Yeah, thank oh. you, Fenner. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, this guy. Come on. Catch up. Uh, but yeah, the Lord of the Rings show, I can see that too. Like there were there were moments where, granted, they poured so much money into it, it did look like a little bit CWE too yeah. to yeah. me. Dude, that to was the thing with Halo was $10 million an episode. That was wild. It's crazy. And we were talking, like we were watching, we sat down and just watched the blur Halo 2 anniversary. Mm -hmm. oh, so good. Like the scene where Chief, um, he's like giving the Covenant back their bomb. And yeah. he, he takes the bomb and goes to the other ship. Uh, like that looked better than everything in, mm -hmm. in the Halo show, even yeah. though it's all CG. Yeah, and it's all the filmmaking. It's all like, yeah. You're so right. The cameras are are tied to like re, you know, it's like which you kind of took that approach with this. Yeah, uh, that was ODST that's been a film. huge thing with ours. Is like we don't want to have any floating cameras. It has to <laughs> yeah. be a shot that you could feasibly get. Like dude, it, the the shot through the tank. We had a whole conversation about that in the trailer. But the, there's like this camera that there's like the tank fractured tank and we're pushing through and you see the people walking and Fenner was like where where would the camera be how are they mm -hmm. doing this shot and I had to like justify the camera system that would like work <laughs> right. for this shot I was like no you could do it yeah if it was like a jib and like you pushed yeah it Jonah through. had to convince me of his camera rig he's like yeah so if we did like a jib arm and we did this we could pull it off I'm like all right I'll do it yeah like well, that's which little... and then Blender you're like two keyframes yeah <laughs> like, yeah. But it's like when you're God, you know, when you're program and you can do anything. Yeah. It's less about what you can do and it's more like why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why having having restraint. Yeah. That was uh, a yeah. like we rewatched Avatar and then watched Avatar 2. And there's <laughs> some moments in that movie are so sick because they feel so grounded. And then you get a shot where it's like floating camera that flies mm -hmm. through space and you're like, oh, okay. 
it yeah. weirdly removes all the stakes of the whole thing. Like yeah. in superhero movies, I see it all the time. Yeah. And yeah. it just all of a sudden doesn't feel grounded. Okay, now there's no danger. And yeah. it's but just then, literally a choice yeah. on camera. And then those motion. moments in Avatar 2 where it's like handheld looking and mm-hmm. you're like, dude, when well, the, the opening shit. What was it when the, the, uh, when they blew up the forest and there was like the, the ships were parachuting oh, down dude, and it's like, you see all this lens distortion. Those and are it's like, like some of the most incredible shots I've seen yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. I was like, I was with like the, the was Navi like, on the horses, like going through like the, no, 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 no. When they Early first come in, the and they're just like scorching. When the humans oh, come back oh. and they're like, we're, you guys yeah. think yeah, you can baby. mess with us. Yeah. Man. Um, no. Yeah. The, uh, but it's, it, that's an interesting thing is like it doesn't matter how good the effects are mm-hmm. if it feels floaty and it feels like you can be as sharp and crisp as you want. Mm-hmm. But like uh, I think of the you guys remember the the Battlestar Galactica remake from the early 2000s mm-hmm. like that show. The effects look really bad now, but it still <laughs> feels good because mm-hmm. there's like there's the uh, whip zooms in space and it feels like somebody's shooting from the cockpit of yeah. one of the uh, fighters. It's yeah, it feels like as a VFX artist, it does hurt to say this because I love visual effects and I will often go to movies just to see visual effects because I just love the artistry in it. But it feels like the other elements, like I think of RRR, right? That story was serviced by some good VFX and some that was like just filling the gap. Yeah, like yeah. the creature stuff. It's like decent, but you can tell it's CG, but it's it's purely there to serve as a story that you are fully in. Yeah. And you yeah. are so committed to the story that it doesn't matter. Like throw it in there yeah. versus Halo, great visual effects on this thing that you don't like. You can't, you can't adhere those two together in the same way. Yeah. yeah. And Sam and Nico talk about this all the time, but it's like, does it, it do, it's not successful unless it's getting the idea across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on the flip side, if it gets the idea across, you're pretty much done. Like you can, <laughs> you can take it to 60, 70% mm-hmm. and it's still, especially, you know, for stuff we make on YouTube, it like gets the idea across. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's just, ooh, look at all this pretty window dressing, but yeah. there's no, you know, real meat yeah. to it, then. Yeah. I mean, so how. Bring that up. As, no, no. I mean, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm <laughs> triggered. Yeah. We had the intervention in this room, <laughs> Dean. It was right here. Oh, it feels like only I'm getting the meat sweats. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as VFX, obviously, this whole thing is visual effects. Like, how, how percentage wise, how far are you along? To having like a finished thing. Because I, I think there's talks of us all jumping on it, which I'm like super eager and I would love to. Yeah. Uh, but where are you now in the like the grand scheme? I don't know. Maybe 20? Yeah, 25%? Oh, wow. I was, ex- <laughs> I was actually expecting like 60. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And here's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It gets incrementally more difficult. Oh. Because, well, I, I don't want to give spoilers away. But like what we have set up, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking really hard so I don't say anything. What we have set up is going to work for a lot of it, but there's some stuff towards the end that is like really high level stuff that is going to need a lot of mm-hmm. love. One hand animation, probably. Yeah. Because it's like. And the plates, and that's going to take time. Yeah. You know, and, and those elements all happen in the last five pages of it. Or yeah. And the like, last like three pages. I, that, it's, that's when we need mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And I guess there's also the idea of the animation not really taking place until you have final performance. Yeah. Because that would obviously influence yeah. your actions in the Rococo suit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's probably, yeah, of finished footage, we probably have like three minutes of a 10-minute piece. So, yeah, maybe like 30%. I don't mm-hmm. know. Heck yeah. But, but having said that, all the environments are set up, all the mm-hmm. characters are set up. So then it's just a matter of setting the shots up, rendering them. So, yeah. It's like feels like a lot left to do, but then it's just like, you know, if you did, I don't know, 
know how many shots there are left but if you do like one or two shots a day just after work then i'm like sweet it's just done mm. in a few months yeah yeah if you really think about cool. it, it's like we we had some stuff done we've been like slow cooking on but like the amount of stuff that we got through in two weeks if you if we rolled with that it wouldn't take that long to finish yeah you know because that's a quarter that we yeah. did. In two i weeks. broke down our full shot list and i was like if it's just me working on it like conservatively it would be like 50 days of work oh really <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's like that's honestly in the span of a year like that's not that bad yeah like yeah. and that's just like that was being you know that's if i'm finishing like two or three shots a day which I, you know once you're just doing like dialogue shots mm -hmm. in the interior it's like you can start to rip through stuff so. yeah and like you said you set up all the environments and stuff already to to move super quick like Mm -hmm. granted it's a much much smaller scale but for like the mobile game ad mm -hmm. we had however many shots it was it was like a minute of purely animated 14 characters like yeah there's a lot and like facial animation with models that were not rigged at all mm -hmm. and so like yeah step one was rig all the characters procedurally switch those rigs out to the other characters and once all the set is built once all the characters are built and the full range of animation is possible to you mm -hmm. then you pour it into the funnel and it expedites the whole thing super, super quick. So it's not a shot by shot basis. You've already built the 60% yeah. that you need to send it the rest of the way. And you like you speed up on your way out. And yeah. it's very encouraging in the workflow. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like that's kind of the situation you're in. Yeah. Which is like, nice. By the end of the, like the two weeks I was working on the trailer, it's like shots were coming together in like an hour from like opening the blender scene to final like render. That's which is awesome. Really nice. You're doing that trick where you're doing multiple cameras. So you could have one scene, one file. And you were just setting up every camera. Yeah, we would have our mocap take, and then he could just rip, fire off like five cameras, render each one, and yeah. it, it's pretty, pretty light. Yeah, um, so. it's also just fun to work on because I'm like, cool, I just get to make a cool Halo render. Yeah, but then at the end, it's like, oh, sweet, it's all pieces together into a cool story. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'm like fun to just slow burn on, honestly. I'm curious what you've learned along the way on the CG side of things, oh, so as much. far as workflow, like going in and coming out now. What are some of the lessons you've learned from man? So, with all so, this? so, so much. Like, I'm still fairly new to Blender. Um, so just learning how to just optimize scenes, render settings to just like get rid of flicker, how to like make something go through quickly. Like, because it was getting to the point, like, albeit we do have awesome computers from Puget, but like some of the scenes I've got down, so it's like three seconds of frame. Oh which my god, crazy for like all three the lighting. cycles through cycles, some of them, Whoa. but also Eevee. Then you can get some like it was like crazy it's like almost real time playback and stuff like i was showing you some of the environments right. where like moving a camera around yeah. with depth of field on in real time because they're game like you're saying it's game, game assets. assets yeah oh so they're like fully optimized yeah, yeah. what's so, like this is such a dumb and nerdy question but i am genuinely curious like polygon count for a character what are we talking do you know offhand oh the characters are actually pretty dense oh the like, characters that's definitely dense? what they put the most time into but like the environments and stuff it's like it's crazy you can just load that up and it's Man. really easy that's um, awesome other things i've learned just in the just blocking like that's been huge for joan and i like we've been using shot deck um which was made during the creation of the the joker movie joker um where it's basically like a bunch of super high quality stills that you can just search it's a great basically it's a search engine for cinematography oh that's, oh, that's cool great. what yeah. do you like what descriptors do you type in to find images like Dude. anything you want <laughs> yeah. like low yeah, angle hit, hit like yeah uh, freaking fucking left he left heavy red majority 60 percent red 30 percent blue low angle with a man with a beard 
What? Yeah, Whoa. and it's just the highest quality still from a movie. And they what? they yeah. add they add images every week. They also have like a really cool forum on there. It was made by the DP of the Joker who just got fed up of trying to find images, and he's like, "I'm just gonna make it," and he Bro. just yeah. made it. And you it, 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 you have to pay for it, but how much? You know Ooh, offhand? I can't remember. It's like a yearly thing. Maybe it's like Dude. 60 bucks or something. I don't know. Honestly, you know, so worth it though. But straight as, up. If you're interested in creating your own stuff and really want to find reference imagery, it's the best. Dude. Yeah. I the, the reason I quit commercial directing was because of the pitch packets that you have to make. Yeah. yeah. You have to make pitch packets for every job that you bid on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes days. And a lot of those days is just finding imagery that supports your vision to try and sell it to a client. Yeah. And it's so demoralizing trying to go on Google Images and find images. Yeah. Yeah. This that sounds like an incredible resource yeah, to, it's only to do all of that. Yeah. Like they didn't have, every time I go on there, there's like a new little tool that you can refine your searches with. And then you can build decks in there and then download those and wow. share them with people and make notes in there. And so, yeah. dude, that Gosh. now that and then text the image. Yeah. Text the image. You yeah. Just get whatever the you want. Yeah. yeah genuinely. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, that's. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. literally what we did for, um, for the mobile game ad. We had picture frames. Yeah. And I threw a picture of a horse in there and I was like, haha, horse, right? It was fine. Uh, and then Matt's like, actually, we might not be able to use that image. Where did you get it? And we had like three minutes of conversation and then we're like, duh, dude, let's just freaking make one. So yeah. horse image, AI tigers, horse. and yeah. you just generate them and stick them in. Man, it's such a great, such a great so situation. So many cool tools mm. just for pre-visualizing stuff. We've mm -hmm. talked about this before, but like now is the best time to be doing this because like mm -hmm. you, have, you have everything you could ever imagine. It's intimidating too because it's like, you know, when when like Scorsese was making his movies, he didn't have like an amazing computer and the entire internet and he still made the stuff. So then it's like, yeah. is it a crutch or is it a tool? Mm -hmm. and you just have yeah, to know. But you go back and watch Mean Streets. That's a jank ass. <laughs> Imagine if you had Blender. Imagine yeah. if you had, yeah. you know. Dude, I wonder, you put like Scorsese's born 2000, or 2000, year 2000. Does he do it practically or is he like a VFX artist now? In in the in the way things are, because he was a go getter, and he he his first movies like he was making by himself and trying mm -hmm. to get done, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, and like w which route would he go? I think it's if yeah, he it's had the tools, whatever tools are available to to get it done. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny now th those guys are all old and they're like so judgmental of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. There's like the greatest lessons I've learned from just the ground up is, and I say it all the time is use the tool for the job. It, like it makes everything infinitely easier. Yeah. Don't try to necessarily shoehorn, unless of course resources unavailable and you have what you have. That's totally fine. But yeah, using the right tool for the job and not trying to necessarily master every corner of a software. Like learning what you need to learn for the task at hand is an awesome way to learn everything as you go. Yeah. It's really, and, and it's kind of sometimes it's like the only way you really are gonna learn because you retain it because you have a memory tethered to it. It's like locking it in. It's like, oh, the time where I was pulling my hair out for two days. I'm not going to forget that. I'm not yeah. going to forget the solution that I yeah. found to that. Yeah. That's like a core memory now. And you build enough of those, like Fenner, you're saying, from the minute you started to the minute you're at now, how much you've learned in Blender. Yeah. And it's all tethered to like memories. Emotional. You know, it's, yeah, totally. it's a different way of learning that's really, really good. I always think that's the best way to learn is to yeah. start doing something. Because mm -hmm doesn't work for me to be like i'm going to learn this it's like yeah. i have to have a reason to learn you gotta it have stakes. Yeah. i'm gonna yeah. learn what every button here does yeah and with no like, context yeah, yeah it's like but how do i use those buttons to actually do something yeah that's what i need like, mm -hmm. yeah. man that's awesome yeah. yeah and uh i mean 
Another thing I'm curious about is obviously we know JC, we know Brett from the channel, but mm. Herman, yeah, like how did that come about? <laughs> Who is Herman? Like, how did you guys meet? How did he get involved in the Herman's project? A huge Corridor fan who also happens to be an incredibly successful actor. Yeah. He's uh, the star of the Netflix show Ragnarok. He was on this huge Norwegian show called Scam, which mm. I actually watched like many years <laughs> cool. back. Uh, and he just came by the studio. Uh, he was in LA for some meetings and he was like, hey, I would love to come meet the team. And he just came by and hung out and he was like the nicest dude, dude ever. Dude, he was lovely. Yeah, he's lovely like the coolest guy. dude. Yeah. We love you, Herman. Yeah. And uh, me and JC and Matt, we just went out for some drinks and dinner with him and we just started talking about like projects we wanted to do and stuff. And I was like, Matt Matt had been helping us shoot like some previs for it with JC. And so we just started talking about it. And he's like, are you guys talking about Halo? He's like, I love Halo. And yeah, so we're like, oh, no nice. way, dude. And he's, like, he he's like, like, he did some game streams actually. Yeah, he, he's like uh, setting up Twitch streaming and stuff. Uh, wow. Like he's, he's just yeah. a gamer, man. Like, and he's a big quarter fan and so he's an incredible actor. So Does, he was just like, can I do this with you guys? And we're like, yes. <laughs> Does he know he took my job? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, oh. I'm oh, in the previs too. Yeah. Yeah. We I'm had a, re a couple really fun nights yeah. of shooting yeah. iPhone previs with you. We pulled late nights. These guys bought us food. Yeah. And we hung out until like nine or 10 at night and we shot the whole thing practically as like reference. Yeah. Uh, to match with the CG cameras and some of it got tracked or, or to some degree, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that is, are we ever going to release that like after the whole thing is done? We should do that on Corridor, on Corridor Crude. Crude. Like yeah. that's the Corridor Crude experience. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know between <laughs> the intervention scene that we shot with you and uh -huh. that night those are the two funniest yeah the most times dude, i've laughed because you were killing it bro here's the here's the issue that i have in life and it's a real problem <laughs> this is a medical issue i can't do anything seriously nothing in my life that i've touched i can yeah. be serious with i did a, my first project in at chapman film school i poured myself into and i was like i'm gonna make something dramatic and compelling and I want to be the guy that everyone looks to in the class and goes, wow, that guy's a filmmaker. So yeah. I brought in some actors, like I put together a whole scene and it was about this, this, uh, this dad who was lamenting the fact that he was out of money and it's revealed that he's lamenting over his daughter's piggy bank and he decides to break it and take the money inside for whatever it is, you know, fill in the blanks. And it builds to this pivotal scene where this guy's going nuts and then it reveals the piggy bank and the wide as he's about to smash it. And everybody in the class started laughing when it revealed oh, the piggy bank. No. And it broke and you as a human. I, as the piggy bank broke, so too did I. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I did was I pretended it was supposed to be funny. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was like, pretty good, right? But I was trying to be serious. You're and from that moment forward, I know, I was going to say, Tommy, so that's exactly what I was thinking. No, it was a dark comedy. It was a dark comedy. I'm fed up with this world. Uh, and so I leaned into it. And ever since then, I was like, I just commit. Like, I can't do anything serious. So, Herman, you belong in that role, brother. Like, if you see the footage that I'm in, you'll agree as well. You're great, you were also though. playing multiple parts in the previs. Did I? Oh, I did, <laughs> yeah. didn't I? Who yeah, did? You yeah. kind of. You know, it's swapped around. You were like Lucy. You, kind of, yeah. you were JC for a bit. It was, <laughs> was JC for a bit. Did you put the wig back on? Gosh, yeah. man. I should have been back, girl. I was born for that one. That was yeah. a mistake. It's, I still um, stand by that. It's hard to do something sincerely. Like, yeah. that's like one of the things that we've, has been a founding idea with this project. It's like, there was a couple of times I was like, what if he said this? It would be kind of funny. And Turner was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Let's, let's stay true to our value here. Like, yeah. we're not trying to make. A joke it's not mm -hmm. there are no punchlines. yeah like we're doing something with sincerity and that's real hard because yeah. if it mm -hmm. falls flat it falls flat yeah i did yeah. i had a similar experience like freshman year of film school 48 hour film fest 
got real serious. It was in black and white. Oh, you did it. Wow. You did the college thing. And it was like a, a group. It was like a noir, you know, and we were oh, like, it was real it. good, you know? Yeah, college and, maybe. And we, they rented out an AMC theater. Oh, my God. Um, oh, wow. And okay. the whole, like the whole program was there. Uh, not the whole program, but everyone who wanted to do the 48-hour film festival was there. And it was this noise after uh, just absolute silence just not even claps it was like and I'll it wasn't just laughter, me it was like dude. a team and i got such a massive chip on my shoulder from that that i like came back the, the next year and i was like i'm gonna make something funny because everyone loved everything that was funny won yeah i was like fuck you guys let's go and at the end of it it was this sound <laughs> no <laughs> no and we, dude we won oh you won okay great i was yeah, so yeah. vindicated but oh my gosh. what then it taught me was like oh yeah i'll just be funny now i'll just be funny i'll make yeah. we made this mockumentary and i was like ha 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 and everyone was like oh that was awesome yep. and like it was really frustrating because on the one hand i was like so proud of it but on the other i was like oh, like i bent the knee you still got like, that chip to the yeah. god of well, of of the crutch of just making someone laugh well that's the thing is you know i've heard over and over again it said that comedy is actually the hardest genre to pull yeah. off because obviously it's so subjective and to some degree i can totally see that being the case but i've always had the utmost respect for drama so you guys putting together something that is really compelling and like gets you hype is to me that is like the ultimate and it's super impressive what you guys yeah. have done so far so yeah i know we, yeah we don't want the whole thing to be like grim dark like we gotta go mm -hmm. in there and save the world like there's there's, there's gallows humor like there is it's not just complete like try hard stuff well, yeah as but... long as it's like coming from the characters in that situation because yeah. like i feel like that's again the problem with most modern movies especially the modern marvel. the marvel movies is like <laughs> the comedy comes from a kind of not like deadpool level of self-awareness but like a awareness that like hey you're watching this movie isn't this wacky dude that's velma <laughs> that's... like i got a bow i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, like, like in, in no, stranger yeah. things she's like oh he's spider-man does it come out of his butt and you're just like yeah. Okay. Can we move That's, along? Yeah. With the it's plot? like, would, would this man, character exactly thing. say this in this situation, actually? And I feel like, yeah, it's so rare now that people, because it's just, yeah, people are so cynical on it. Uh, it's, it's so refreshing when people just, swing you know, take a big swing. And that's mm -hmm. what you guys are doing. Just like, take it seriously, you know? Mm -hmm. And let me be clear if it's bad, it was funny the whole time. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so totally, we, we yeah. made this we, as a comedy. Even this. Is a joke. This is performance. Yeah, this art. is a bit. This is performance art. Yeah. So that's only if it's bad. Yeah. That's the best way to tell a joke is with a straight face because you can always get out of it and act like you were serious. Yeah. And then like you're this, the weird that one. joke. You didn't get yeah. it. Like that joke. You didn't laugh at that joke, but now look, I'm serious still. So are is it your fault? You're gonna think about that all night and I'm gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Tricks of the tricks of the trade there. The trade. You can have that. That's free. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I mean, we're all super hyped by it. We're all like super eager to jump on if that you know if it gets to that point and i guess timeline wise for people who are wondering like when are we going to see the final thing i don't know that's been another thing is i don't want to put a date on it because i don't want to rush it mm -hmm. and it's like i want it that we in some ways because it is something we're working on in our free time we have the luxury to finish it when it like it's yeah. done when it's done mm -hmm. um which is you know i i hate that some stuff has to be rushed out mm -hmm. and it's yeah. like i don't want to put a date on it because i just want it to be the best it can be and well and it's i bet it's also just very uh like therapeutic as like and you know we i love the stuff we put out here but it's like 
week after week. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. it's Friday, time to put out a video. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's just so nice to work on something with no deadline or mm-hmm. and then like at some mm-hmm. point, you know, you gotta put a deadline on it. But yeah, like to just have this expansive, like, let's, you know, cause that the experimentation is where the really deep, you know, um yeah. moments in a piece come from. It's like yeah. we tried all these routes and we found the perfect one where yeah. like honestly, like Scooty, like what Peter did, yeah. I, you know, if he had been like, I have to have this done in two months, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as incredible as it is. Yeah, yeah. he you really know? poured himself into that one yeah, over a long time. Yeah, and it's time. like, I think with some people, you need to have that firm deadline or it'll never get done, but I'm just like, I'm so happy to just keep working mm-hmm. on this. Like, that eventually, like, when it gets to a point where it's like, it's done, then I want to put the deadline on it to mm-hmm. be like, okay, it's done. Now let's finish it. Which was like when we did the Spider Verse thing, that was so cool. We had a version done. They're like, let's just polish it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's where you, I think, the best work comes through. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna keep working on it. I think mostly just in my free time and stuff. And then whenever there's an opportunity for us to be like, hey, this thing's pretty sweet. Let's finish it, mm-hmm. and we'll do that. You guys are now the George R. R. Martins of the studio. <laughs> just cruising. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'll just say like all the support um, from the Corridor audience and just from the general Halo audience has been like so cool and so externally validating. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciate you all. Oh, all, uh, all love. Yeah. Likewise, likewise, man. It's, um, you know, you, you, we've spent months here in the studio upstairs convincing ourselves that this was a good idea mm-hmm. um and to have a bunch of people there's so many comments of people saying like oh, i got chills watching this yeah and the first time that i was editing the beginning of the trailer i did have chills i was so fucking <laughs> hyped yeah and i was like waiting to show fenner and i showed him and he's like this is awesome and then you know you work on it over and over and over and over again and you know it becomes numb you just get hit mm-hmm. with it over the face and then you you hate it some nights and you love oh, it the next night dude by the time this, we yeah, released we it, it i was like i think this is so bad yeah, yeah. like and, it was awful when we were showing yeah. sam and nico i'm like oh fuck they hate it <laughs> <laughs> and so you know i i told you this the night we finished the trailer we were driving home and i said I don't really care what happens after this. I was riding such a high. We were jamming to tunes in the car and I said, this is why I made the trailer. Because mm-hmm. we just clicked export and I'm proud of our work. Mm. And then to have everyone truly love it mm-hmm. was... It was overwhelming, man. Yeah. yeah it was it like was was amazing. Yeah. 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 It was really cool. So we'll just keep working on it. It'll be I done uh, when it's done because I, I don't want to put a deadline on it. That's and, fair enough, yeah. man. That's but it won't enough. be like... It won't be like three years from now. It'll probably yeah. be like this Me year. Too. Oh, so. <laughs> cool, man. No, it'll probably be like four year. years. So, well, that's good enough. I, yeah, I think when we get to the point where we're all jumping on board, it's going to be then we can really, yeah, you yeah. Know, bring well, it home. No, no spoilers, quickly. but there are some simulations. Yeah, it might be a big old Houdini uh, something in there. The Houdini stuff. I was like, how much are you going to say? Yeah, I already Houdini know about this, something. and I'm very excited yeah, about it. So. so, cool. Well, thanks for chatting, guys, and Dude, thanks for was, watching or awesome. listening, everybody. Um, therapeutic. Very therapeutic. <laughs> this whole entire process, we're we're resurrecting Halo, you know, in a beautiful way. <laughs> and uh, I'm, deep, I'm all about it, depths. dude. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, you heard it here. You'll you'll see it when you see it. But it shouldn't be too much longer. No. And uh, yeah. then we'll have it out. But yeah. And and here, throw your theories in the mm. in the comments. Yeah. Do me a favor. You or know, like watch that. that trailer again. Tell us what you think the story's about, and if it's if it's right or better than what we already written. What do they get? You get a writer credit to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but throw throw your ideas because um you know part of this trailer is trying to show what this story could be, and a lot of people have responded really positively to that. Yeah, and, and mm. they're already theorizing. What it. A, one of my favorite my comments, favorite like, 
trailer's really cool, but I don't really understand what's going on. And then they listed all the story beats, and I was like, no, you do. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a trailer. You don't want to yeah, give the yeah. whole thing away. Like, yeah. But I was like, oh, they picked up everything we were trying to get across like without yeah. completely like That's tipping awesome. our hat to what the yeah. story is. Yeah. But it yeah. Was, that was hilarious to me. I was like, <laughs> but you, you nailed it. it. <laughs> like, well, there you go. Comment down below and uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, we're going to get back to our singing, I think. Should we sing? Christian fades the Halo, out. The, the oh, yeah, meat? we have an alternative song. We can probably fade out while we sing this one, but this one's a special one near and dear to my heart. Meat man, oh, master of the meat man, oh, champion of the pan. Oh, he's covered in crumbs and stuff. He's the best man. 